Are you wanting to create a highly prosperous photography business doing what you love? Or maybe you have a great business already and want to up your game? Then you're in the right place. Master craftsman photographer Lucy Dumas and her guests are here to support you on your journey. Now here's your hostess and tour guide, Lucy. You are braver than you believe, stronger than you seem, and smarter than you think. And that is a quote by A.A. Milne, who wrote, guess what? Winnie the Pooh. (laughs) There's so much wisdom in that book. And there's wisdom in the book called The Tao of Pooh, T-A-O. So uh, I don't know why I picked this today, but you are stronger and braver and smarter than you think. (laughs) So welcome again to the profitable photographer, uh, Lucy Dumas, coming to you from the most beautiful San Diego day possible, which is kind of hard to imagine because it's pretty awesome here a lot. (laughs) I'm super excited about our topic today. I'm going to be talking to Mark Weber from Marathon Press. And Mark is a craftsman, a master photographer, artist, and a CPP, which is the Certified Professional Photographer with PPA. He's obviously been around the world of cameras and photography, and now he also does marketing consulting for Marathon Press. He spearheaded a program called the MAP, MAP program, and it helps photographers gain control of their businesses to take it to a new level with ongoing marketing support. He has earned lots of great titles like Photographer of the Year and was recently given the National Award, which is for outstanding service to the photographic industry. Mark, congratulations on the National Award. Yeah, thanks, Lucy. Yeah. When you live long enough and do enough, uh, you get a little recognition, right? Yeah. Well, it's a big, hairy deal. So, you know, <laughs> don't downplay yourself. But I find that most people that win the national award are the people that wouldn't be, what is it, tooting their own horn. So, anyway, thank you, Mark. Welcome for being on the show and saying yes to this conversation. Oh, you bet. Glad to be here. Yeah. So, one of the reasons I ask, Mark to be on this show is because we talk about a lot of marketing and so much of it is from people who have been successful with online marketing. Now, I have a little book called The 10 Big Ideas for Marketing in the Real World because I believe we need to put our shoes on and get out in the world or at least uh, buy some stamps. And Marathon has done a great job for, did you say 40 years? Company's been in business. So they Mm -hmm. started when I started at direct mail marketing, among other things. And while this isn't going to be a Marathon commercial, I want to give Mark uh, just a little opportunity for a shameless plug, and then we'll get into our topic. So what's Marathon all about? Why do you? recommend it. Yeah, Marathon has been around. I was using Marathon as a customer when I was a photographer. But what I love about Marathon, we have supported the professional photography industry for over 30 years. And uh, the nice thing about it is we offer professional photography products, you know, lab prints and uh, volume prints and through the Rose software. We also have some of the 
best photographic papers, museum quality in our Bella prints. And we also do uh, beautiful albums, lay flat albums. But in addition to all of the wonderful products, we also offer a ton of marketing support. So photographers who are out there that are struggling, maybe have questions on it. Uh, we've got a program that supports that, but also you don't have to be a member of that program to ask questions. You can email me anytime and reach out and we can give that information at the end of the program. Great, great, great. Now, the core, at least in my uh, experience with chatting at your booth for the last, you said, 30 years, you've been showing up at PPA conventions and more. Yeah, a little bit more, but yeah, right around there. Mm-hmm. Has been printed materials, postcards, and other, is that called collateral? Advertising. Mm-hmm. You used to do templates, you probably still do, so that you can plug and play with some marketing materials rather than having to struggle to design it when you're not a designer or hire somebody. So that aspect is like, I didn't know you'd gotten into all the other things you're talking about. Um, mm-hmm. So we can check that out. But I want to focus on the printing. And my first question is, what is the difference between a business like Marathon? You know, you're not the only one in the world, probably, I'm guessing. And the, I guess, the online printing, I can't, I can't remember the name of the ones that are like the fast food printing that anybody with a pulse mm-hmm. can, can order and print stuff. And I don't know. Once we stop recording, I'll remember the names of the companies. But like, why would somebody want to work with a company like Marathon as opposed to the online? You know what I'm talking about, right? I do. <laughs> Vista print. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like- there's a place for all of those. The biggest difference with Marathon is you've got actual people you can pick up the phone and talk to. That's becoming a rarity anymore with fast, high-volume, inexpensive, press-printed products. And that's something Marathon, uh, that is not what we're about. We are about helping the customer, giving advice, recommendations, and we can do designing here. Uh, We don't do too many templates anymore the way we used to, just because the world today is all about customization. People Mm. want their own work. They do Photoshop or Adobe Illustrator, but uh, for those people that don't do that, we offer that service as well. So that is something that separates us apart is our customer service. Right. Whereas the the ones like Vistaprint, you just order and hope for the best. Yeah, I don't know much about any other printing company to okay. tell you what's good or bad. All right. <laughs> so, so I'm just going to say, you know, I love working with companies that are small enough that they can know me. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure these big, giant, international companies that you just go to their website and order, they're not going to know who I am ever, mm-hmm. <laughs> unless I'm a problem, I guess. <laughs> and same, sometimes in a pinch, I will use um, Kinko's slash, slash <laughs> FedEx. <laughs> Um, but again, it's, it's, it's a different kind of service. So same, you know, that's where I think as photographers, we set ourselves apart, uh, if we're doing 
high-end, high-touch service to our clients as opposed to, I guess, equivalent might be shoot and share where you're not really getting to know your clients. They hire you, they give you money, you do the job, you send off uh, things. So I'm always a big um, proponent, that's a good word, (laughs) of companies that have relationships with us. So I love hearing that. Yeah, I agree. So direct mail. What is direct mail? Is it still useful in our business? Direct mail is still effective. Uh, It has definitely changed over the past number of years. And it's not something that I recommend for everybody. In fact, I I talk to a lot of customers who are thinking about it and inquire about it. And um, a red flag to me is always when somebody tells me, this is my last chance Mm. to have my business succeed. And so I'm putting all my money into this one direct mail and I immediately tell them, stop, (laughs) don't do that. Uh, Because direct mail is just a part of the marketing mix. You have to be very focused on what your goal is to accomplish. And there's so many other things that go with it. Direct mail is not something that you do just by itself. You have to do all the other things that go with it, networking with other businesses, of course, doing social media, that's always going to be there, Uh, doing referrals, and anything else you can do in your community to stay connected is going to enhance your direct mail uh, program. And you have to do more than just one mailing. In fact, statistics show that you need to mail at least three times in order for Uh, that to be even effective because it's oftentimes the third contact that makes the difference for a customer uh, actually pulling the trigger and calling you and inquiring more about your services and in which you also have to be prepared. What is your presentation when somebody does call? Mm. First question you need to ask is how did you hear about the studio? Because this enables you to track how did they hear it? How is your marketing paying off? Was it direct mail? Was it a community display? Was it a referral? So everything revolves around that. But then beyond that, you also have to say, be prepared to say how you're different than anybody else in the community. And that's not always easy. It sounds simple, but you have to really put some thought into what makes you different because everybody can say, They've got the best photography. They have the best customer service. Um, You're going to have a unique experience. So what is it that separates you from your competition? And that's where you have to get to know your competition and what their strengths are and what your weaknesses are. I need to jump in Mm -hmm. here for a sec because used to know who my direct competition was. Mm -hmm. And now, like I did a Google search, Google map for photographers in my zip code, mm-hmm. how many do you think there were? Well, I imagine there's a bunch. 887, and that was mm-hmm. a few years ago. Mm-hmm. So when you say get to know my competition, how would, in this climate, people get to know their actual competition? Well, first of all, you don't worry about the ones of the cheap fly-by-night you know, shoot and burn photographers. Mm-hmm. What you're looking for are other photographers that are promoting properly. That's your, and I hate to say that's your competition because really the competition is jewelry stores, 
restaurants, those are the ones that are competing for your dollar. Mm. We as fellow photographers are really kind of supportive of one another and refer one another. But but what I mean by your competition is who's doing and putting effort into their marketing and doing all the things that you're trying to do. They're probably a member of their your state organization, member of PPA. Uh, they have ads out in you know magazines or whatever it is. That's how you find out who your competition is. And oftentimes, you know, you can go on social media and obviously find people that way too. But what you're looking for are the people that are actually putting effort into their marketing. Okay, good. Just wanted to clarify that because I see so many people who are like, I, everybody in my area, it's always a in my area mm-hmm. is doing, you know, $250 sessions. So it's impossible. I can't compete. So I love you saying that, that they're not our competition if if we're producing quality products and services and, you know, really being there for our clients and have things that make us different. That, like you said, it's the people that are either where we want to be or on the same place as where we already are. Is that a good summary? That is. And, you know, you really have to be uh, very focused on who your customer is because not everybody is your customer. And that's where if you are going to do direct mail, you really have to focus on, you know, is it what's their income? Are they in a certain house value? Do they have certain kids at a certain range, a certain area of the neighborhood that they live in? One of the nice things is it narrows that list down greatly once you start to focus on who your ideal client is. Mm-hmm. And that's where you can put your money and invest it. And that's where you want to have multiple contacts over and over. Because what happens is so many photographers start out and they'll do a little bit of advertising and then they stop for a while. And then they do a little advertising again and then they stop for a while. And they get discouraged because they find that it's like, you know, I'm not getting a whole lot of results from uh, doing something. I don't care what it is, social media or whatever, but they're not consistent with it. And mm-hmm. that consistency is the key. And you'll find with every successful studio around the United States is it's the people that stay consistent with every type of advertising that they do. Mm. Yeah, I um, used to get good work from having an ad in a magazine that was a freebie that came out once a month called San Diego parent. And they would put the magazines in the areas where my ideal clients were. And I advertised, you know, year after year after year, and I'd go six months without a lead. But then the second half of the year, I'd get a bunch of calls, book a bunch of clients say, how did you hear about me? And they'd say, Oh, I see your stuff everywhere. Mm-hmm. And and in that case, they were basically just looking through the magazine when they were, you know, at their doctor's office with their kids and such. And then I'd have friends say, Oh, is it worth it to advertise? Which like I struggled a little with just not lying and <laughs> saying <laughs> no, because I didn't want them advertising in there. That was like my territory. But I would tell them, you have to be prepared to be in there at least a year, but maybe more. Mm -hmm. And your ad needs to stand out. And and they'd be like, oh, okay, never mind. 
or they'd say, well, I tried it twice and it doesn't work. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, that wasn't direct mail, but it's the same principle as marketing consistency is the key, especially if we're putting out some big bucks, right? There is very true. Yeah. yeah. What we're talking about here is not just a couple of hundred dollars. And I think that's the key with everybody is you have to have not only a plan and targeting the right customer, but you also have to have the right content, the right offer. Um, all of that plays a factor in there and it's different for everybody. And uh, John Hartman, who used to teach this years ago, mm-hmm. uh, would do an A-B test where he'd do an offer for a session and a gift print of a certain size for one amount and then do another offer at a different price to the other half of his list. And then he'd find out which had the better results. And that is what enabled him to determine and make a decision by facts rather than logic, because logic will kill you in marketing. Mm. Ooh, that's a quotable quote from Mark Weber. Logic <laughs> will kill you in marketing. Yep. So is it a wise idea if people are strategic to possibly buy mailing lists and not not just like hire an airplane, a low-flying airplane, and, <laughs> and throw <laughs> postcards out of the window of the airplane? Uh, are direct marketing lists useful? Are there some cautions? Are there some tips on that? Well, they are critical. And it's that list is the quality of that list is absolutely gold. And that's why you want to work your referrals in and market back to your existing clients in that list, in addition to those new lists. And you can purchase a list from a you know a broker it, imaging or uh, uh, USA Today, or I can't remember the name of it all of a sudden, but you know, you want to look into uh, a quality list source, quality compiler. And then uh, again, Marathon does that as part of their services here where you can buy your list and get your direct mail marketing materials and uh, everything all kind of a one-stop shopping. We don't, we're not a list broker though. We don't just sell the list but um, that's Info USA is one where you can contact them and say, I'm looking to purchase. I want to target families. You know, we have fall mm. holiday coming up here. And you can say, I'm looking for families that have uh, a certain income range, a house value. Uh, they live in this zip code area. All of these things play a factor. But that's that's how you start to narrow it down. And um, and I will say, too, in addition to your direct mail, you know, we talked about your other marketing efforts in your marketing toolbox. The best, most effective means of marketing today are anything you can do face-to-face, one-on-one referrals, but uh, getting involved in your community. That is the common denominator that I find with every studio that has success besides doing direct mail and social media marketing and all the other things that they have a balance in, they're very involved in their community. Mm. They're not only involved, but they're doing charitable fundraising efforts. They're doing some things to take their community further and they may do it more than once a year. They might do it two or three times a year. So uh, keep that in mind too, as you look at effective means of supplementing your direct mail marketing. Old school can be the best school, right? Kiwanis uh, 
several of my friends that have been around a long time are super active in their Kiwanis clubs mm -hmm. and they get a lot of great leads from that. Now, my question, because my ideal clients are not in my community there, I live near downtown San Diego and they are what's called North County Coastal, which is about, depending on traffic, 20 minutes to an hour from here. So are you suggesting that I join the Chamber of Commerce up there, do activities up there, do fundraisers, work with private schools, like target an area, even if it's not my area? Well, again, every business is different and it just depends on, is it practical? I know some photographers that have found that the market they're in doesn't really fit where they want to have their revenue. So they mm -hmm. will pick up and move. So let's say, you know, you're talking about an area that's uh, an hour away from you, let's say. It's hard to get the consumer today to travel an hour to you. But that doesn't mean you can't, if you're, if you specialize in on-location sessions, especially in your, in your market where it's warm, you know, here in Nebraska, we freeze <laughs> six months out of the year. So you can't just easily go on location and do photography outdoors. You can indoors. But, um, but again, it just depends on the, on what your priorities are. And it's really easy as far as us being photographers, the whole world's our stage. So right. you can definitely do it. It right. just depends on, does it make sense for you? Yeah. So two things. My uh, career before this, I sold Mutual of Omaha insurance in the airport, as mm -hmm. well as exchanging currency. And so I've been to Omaha in January <laughs> and in July. And yeah, both of those were the most uncomfortable, freezing cold, boiling hot. So yes, I'd be a studio photographer if I lived there, probably. So that's a great point. Now, I will say I've been able to stay where I live because all roads lead to downtown San Diego. So my ideal clients, like if I had moved to Carlsbad, which is the farthest end of my great clients, then the clients in other communities and other pockets wouldn't go there because they have no reason to. Mm -hmm. So I I love your guidance on that. And I would always think, well, should I move there? And I'd be like, well, everybody has to come to San Diego now and then to downtown. So it depends on, uh, you know, the, like there's a lot of factors in it. Um, but you made me think about, do you remember the comedian Sam Kennison? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that is most famous, like he was hilarious and he yelled a lot, and, but he said, you know, they're starving in uh, Africa and don't send them food, send them airplanes, you know, move to where the food is. This is sand. <laughs> Nothing grows in sand. So I, I love, you know, oh, I don't love this part, but I've heard so many people say, I just can't get those kind of clients in my area. And I think, well, if that's really true, then maybe you either need to change what you're selling or move. So I'm glad you brought that up. Well, you bring up a great point there. And that's something that uh, even Tim and Bev Walden talk about. You know, they specialize in high-end portraiture, but they realized that they couldn't make a, a living 
full time on just those high end clients. So they offer a little different. It's still a great experience, but it's a little different product. So I think that's part of, you know, again, when you start to look at the demographics in your area and we're here in Norfolk, Nebraska, where, you know, it's not a big population. And if you were going to try to make a living on just high end clients, you're not probably going to have the kind of income that you need. And so you have to determine what else can I offer that fits still within the brand of what my business is, but it's targeting a little bit of a different customer. And and so all that plays a factor, you know, when you're talk, talking about if you live near a community where uh, Omaha for us is two hours away, so you're not going to target people in Omaha. Okay. Uh, you've got a lot of farming community here and they value that, but it's it's so spread out. Yeah, Ken Whitmire. I imagine you know that name. Sure. He's in, he was, and well, he's still there. We just can't talk to him now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, if I could do any one thing, like with time travel, I would go back in time, record a podcast with Ken mm. so I could uh, share him with the world. Anyway, Yakima is a smallish town. I don't know. I would guess like 50,000, 80,000. And a lot of farming people, and they do travel a long way to those farms. They'll travel two hours to the farm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's it worked because those farmers would come into town eventually, so it would be okay to do the sales in the office. But he would go out there and photograph them with their tractors and their bales of hay and their barns and mm-hmm. some really, really fun stuff. So... Yeah. You know, it depends on your personality. Everybody has a different way of marketing themselves. Uh, photographers are naturally introverts, and that's hard for us to get mm. out and really promote yourself. And it's hard when you're saying how great I am. That's also right. typically <laughs> not in our you know makeup. And so yeah. you have to really kind of almost separate yourself and call yourself you know, a, a different name or a brand in order to make it easier, uh, especially when it's just you doing everything. And we're kind of in that mode again today where uh, it's just the photographer. It's not, you know, the family like it used to be. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so many women who have families are now in the industry, which was not true when I was new. I was like the only woman photographer in San Diego who started her business on her own. There were a a handful where it had been a husband wife team and then they split up and then she opened a business. But um, yeah, now people are juggling all kinds of things and men are more responsible for baby care and family life than, you know, might've been with some communities so, yeah, I agree with that. Now, okay. <laughs> Sometimes I think my uh, editor cuts me off and I just realized I just did that and maybe he doesn't. Anyway, uh, so, um, hi, Zach. <laughs> He's fabulous, by the way. Um, oh, so I would like to kind of walk through a direct mail campaign if we could do that um Mm -hmm. you know what might be now let's assume 
someone has a great website, they've got their, they know how to give good phone, they know how to sell, they're, you know, out in the world somewhat, they're on social media, etc. And they're like, I want to add some direct mail and see what happens. So could you walk us through some ideas and some steps and what you might recommend? Well, again, it, it, let's take, for instance, families. The fall family is coming up here. And uh, if you're looking to target those families with children a certain age and below, that's your first step is, you know, identify uh, where they live. And that way you can start to gather your list. Once you've got that, then it's a matter of, all right, what's my offer going to be? There are photographers that uh, will do anything from a free session and a gift print up to $149 and a gift print. It uh, depends on how aggressive you want to be. And some of that also falls into the psyche of the customer that you're targeting. And this gets into the John Hartman idea of the A-B test where, um, for instance, you might want to go out. I knew a photographer in Texas who did an $89 session and they received an 11 by 14 gift print. And the reason for the 11 by 14 that might seem a little large, but the reason was their sales team was so good at moving mm. people up from the 11 by 14 to a wall portrait because that 11 by 14 is such an odd size. It's too big for a desk, too small for a wall. So people could apply the value of that toward a larger wall print. So this photographer decided, well, you know, I've, I've got a good result so far, but maybe I'd have a better average if I raised my price to uh, from 59 to 99, let's say. Mm -hmm. And so he did a test and he found that he did fewer sessions at the higher price and the average was no higher. So mm -hmm. he went back to the regular price. Well, you can imagine if you would have just made that it, that decision logically, he would have hurt the number of sessions that he had been getting in the past. So as you start to kind of target your clients, and I've heard this from many of our customers in the past where they were afraid to do an A-B test for fear that, oh, what if their neighbor got it for, got the $59 <laughs> one and the other one got it for 89 Let me tell you, you should be so lucky that they would go out and compare <laughs> the <laughs> offers that they got from you. So right. that just never happens. And you always have the ability to say, you know, we were doing a test. We'll give you the $89 offer for 59, uh, that's fine. So yeah. that's just never going to happen though. But if that puts a piece of mind in your head, then, you know, so be it. So anyway, you have to decide on what your offer is going to be. Uh, but more importantly, you have to start planning about eight weeks out in advance because it takes you time to gather samples that are going to be on the front of the card and on your website and anywhere else. And then you have to determine you know, what your offer is going to be. You have to look at the calendar and decide when are we going to do this and how many times are we going to do this? I know some photographers that have planned to do six mailings in a season because they, they just want to go out every two weeks and really hammer at home because that's been effective for them. And they know through experience that that works for the person that's doing a direct mail piece for the first time. I would not recommend more than three. I would start out with three. And I today you can do things that can be a multifold piece and things that slide in and out of an envelope or a card. 
I would recommend, again, just starting out simple. Do something of a flat card. And again, you can either lay it out or if you want to have Marathon do it. The nice thing with Marathon, they make this so easy. They've got a program called the Mark Family Marketing Program, and we do all the hard work. We even do the mailing for you. So you can check that out too. But mm-hmm. if you're going to do it all yourself, you just have to know that if you're going to mail it on the back, you have to be able to not only have your offer, but you have to have that laid out properly so that when it goes through the post office, the design is right. And that's all available on the United States Postal Service information. But yeah, all that takes a lot of thought, a lot of preparation. And in the meantime, you may have to get some models together. So if you're kind of like, well, I have to get something current or I'm brand new and I don't even have any models, social media is a great place to say models wanted. I'm looking mm-hmm. for three families that um, I can use for my advertising purposes. There's no obligation to purchase anything, but if you do want to purchase something, you get uh, a discount or whatever you want it to be. You know, and some people will do, you get a complimentary eight by 10 gift print, 20% off my regular prices. Again, all that, you can just say, call for details. Mm-hmm. But bottom line, what you're trying to do is get some fresh samples in there and you will, you'll get, and you've got the ability to, even on social media to say, I'm looking to target, I need um, 10 families, let's say, or three families or five families. So when they contact you, you can still qualify those people and say, you know what, I've got the families that I've been looking for. Um, Give me your name and information, though. Tell me the age of your kids. How do I reach you? And what you're doing is you're kind of qualifying them that way. So you've got the ability to say, okay, you know, here's where they live. This kind of gives me a little more clue about them. They've got the right age kids. I know a little bit more about them. Uh, and so that enables you also to kind of qualify somebody that you're looking to use as a model. Okay. So you'd want to start that, let's say this was for fall sessions. So you'd want to start that late spring to be getting the sessions and designing the card and getting the plan and, and so forth. Well, for a lot of people, they'll start targeting, like if it's going to, if you're going to do your first mailing in September, they'll probably start in July to gather that information and get families together. And you can do something sooner than that. I mean, it doesn't take eight weeks to do it, but if you want to do it the right way and give yourself enough time to design the car, because quite honestly, that's the thing that slows everything down. Even when we do it for customers, it's, They've got to gather their images. They've got a lot of people don't come into it knowing what their offer is going to be. So they have to think through that and we can help, you know, get some, give some input on that. But it's, again, the content is so important. The words that you use on there, and this goes back to how are you different? This is where you can put that information slightly on the back of the card. You can't fill this in with too much, but this is where, again, you can have your website say more. So you can say on there, look for more information on our website. That also becomes a support piece. Mm -hmm. Ideally, you want them to call you so that they can get more on your website. You might even have uh, click here to download our 10 free tips on family photography, what to look for, how to dress. Uh, There's a lot that goes into it. And you don't realize that. And that's what makes it hard to just put together a direct mail piece just, you know, at the spur of the moment. Right, right. Now, 
this is a little bit of a segue, but do people actually use QR codes? Is that something that you would recommend? Yeah, that's a great question. I don't see people using QR codes, but what I am seeing more and more people do is use live portrait so that they can have a little tag on there. If you've not heard of live portrait, if you go to liveportrait.com, what happens is you have an application on your smartphone that you can hold your phone up to this using that app and the images come to life on there. I see more people doing that, but not a lot. It's a tremendous opportunity. But as far as QR codes, uh, a few years ago, that was kind of like, I think people were trying that, but I'm not seeing that anymore. Yeah. Well, I'm seeing it at like restaurants where they don't have menus Mm -hmm. anymore. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. the heck with you. I I only have my phone. I'm not as young as I used to be. I want a menu. I want to, you know, the I'm apt to uh, order more and probably order more expensive things if I can flip through, even if it's like a printed piece of paper that is on a clipboard. So, yeah. Yeah, You know, the tag reader, I'm not saying don't do it uh, because, you know, the... I have to remind myself there are people that uh, don't think like I do, and they're a lot younger than me. <laughs> so yeah. it depends on who your ideal client is, and definitely we're mm. seeing that here at the restaurants too. Yeah, teenagers might be more apt. But back when they first came out, it was like the be-all, end-all. Yeah, again, it depends on QR codes, QR codes, QR codes. And what I hear you saying, I think, is eh, they're sort of, you know, not that that useful and it's that not that popular uh, i'm not saying they're not useful i'm just saying i'm not seeing it a lot on the cards right. and that doesn't mean that you shouldn't i just don't have any statistics to show that you could or okay. should, I should say but you can know you can always add that and if you've got room on your card for it you know you might test that and that and that might be something too again it depends Okay. Uh, you can use your client as an advisor for you. Every one of us mm. have our ideal clients, and you can ask them, hey, what do you think? Would that be something if I sent a card out? Would that be something you'd be apt to pull up your phone and do the QR code and read more? And uh, so use your clients as an advisor. That might be something that you, again, logic will kill you in marketing. Mm. Teenagers are not your your target client. It's the the parents and the moms for the families that you're targeting. Uh, so again, keep that in mind as you start to do your your uh, planning. Okay, cool. So what I'm hearing is someone could do uh, a promotion and three really nice, well put together mailings sent to ideal clients, whether it's our own mailing list or a mailing list that you purchase and there's enough response if it's done right that people don't have to already know about you you know if you've got all the other things in place that that can be a way to get work is that what i'm hearing yeah let's talk about expectations because you bring up a great point there you know everybody thinks oh i'm going to get overwhelmed with all the sessions I'm going to get from this. And honestly, it doesn't work that way, especially the first time you do a mailing. And I will tell you, it happened to me the first time we did a mailing in our studio, we had no calls. Mm -hmm. And it was really disappointing and frustrating. And you have to be 
prepared for that because you can do everything right. You can have all the right content, the right offer. I've seen it happen. Uh, and part of it is if you've not done any other advertising to help supplement or you're a brand new studio in town, all of these things play a factor in the success of your direct mail piece. Okay. Uh, I've seen new photographers do better than established photographers because they were involved more with their community. They had the right connections. They've done networking. So all of that can play a factor in there. So that's why I always caution people, if this is your first time doing a direct mail piece, the average used to be a half a percent to 1% response. And that's why it helps to have at least 500 names that you're promoting to because your turnout or your response you have to have at least that many names in order to make it worth your while to have a customer that's going to help offset the profits that you make from that to offset the direct mail investment. Okay. That makes total sense. So what's popping in my head is about how many ways we can layer our, our, you know, getting the word out there, getting clients into our little world and maybe even just tell me if I'm on target with this. There's potentials to do direct mail that just get people into your world. So then you can market to them, you know, instead of like a, an ad hire me something that's like, Hey, I have a free gift, you know, click here and, and then you get their email and you get their address and then you can build your own, uh, fan base and client base. Does Am I thinking correctly? Yeah. In fact, that's a really good point. A lot of photographers who do direct mail and get this list and they don't do much with it as a follow-up other than the three mailings. And this is where you are missing an opportunity. Uh, the best performers out there today will take a list and they will go through before they go home each night and write a personal invite on a branded card that will say, hey, Mary, would love to have you come into the studio as a new customer of ours. Give me a call and I will be happy to explain what we do and you get a complimentary session. Mm. So it's it, you know beyond even the offer that you send out in your card. So you've got that ability to follow up and that works whether you're talking high school seniors, uh, families, you know, when we do our models, you know, there are still studios that that do models that are aggressive in senior photography, but it's what you do with those names on a regular basis that makes mm -hmm. the difference. Right, right. I'm even thinking sending out two or three cards with no offer other than something free like, I don't know, a poster or a a magnet, uh, you know, just fill this out, email your, you know, the, this contact form and I'll send you something to just get in front of them and get them so that I could also send them an email and invite them to be in my Facebook group and start developing relationships before I drop a big chunk of change <laughs> mm -hmm. for postcards. So lots of ways to skin a cat, I guess, is that. Ooh, I don't want to think about that. Lots of ways <laughs> to bake a cake, but the recipe is important. <laughs> yes, there you go. Yeah. So I know we're just about out of time. You've got a busy day today. So Mark, I have 
a couple last questions for you. And I know you have a very generous offer and I'd love for you to tell us what that is and how the listeners can receive that. Absolutely. A marathon has the finest uh, museum quality prints with our Bella art prints. And anybody that emails me at markw.marathonpress.net uh, will receive a 16 by 20 Bella art print. And I can explain more details when you contact me. But the only stipulation is time-wise, you have to do it before we get through the end of October. And you have to be living within the continental United States because we can't ship overseas. So that's the only drawback. But uh, otherwise, yeah, contact me at markw at marathonpress.net and I'll give you more details. Okay. So sounds like people need to get right on it. Mark W at marathonpress.net and that will be in the show notes. So mm-hmm. um, yeah. And so my last question for you is what would your parting thoughts either? Is there something you didn't mention that you'd like to, or is there something you'd like us to ponder in our hearts about this? Yeah, I would say uh, the United States Postal Service did a really great thing with every door direct mail. Uh, that's another great way to do some mailings affordably, and you can pull up the information, but essentially you can target different neighborhoods and just do a larger oversized mail piece that way. Uh, it's not addressed uh, personalized directly to the homeowner, but that's okay. It's just another tool to be able to reach out to those qualified homes that you want to target and get your promotion out there. That's a hot tip for sure. <laughs> so Mark, thank you so, so, so much for being on the show. And because you've been in the the world of marketing for a long time yourself, both as a professional and then as a rep for Marathon, you've shared so much real practical in the trenches information that some that I knew, but Pulling it all together in the way you have has been fantastic. And I know the listeners are really like, hopefully they pulled over to take notes, but <laughs> that they're like really excited about the potential. I actually get a quarterly postcard from a mortgage broker and have for the last 15 years, somebody that I used and I've referred her and I've used her as interest rates went down several times. So even just a regular howdy postcard also to me has has value um, where you know sending something with a really pretty picture you took on the front that's that's uh, refrigerator magnet worthy mm-hmm. uh, to keep us top of mind is another way. So Heck yes. anyway, yeah. so Mark, uh, it's just been a joy and thank you so so much. Well, thanks, Lucy. I appreciate all the efforts you do to help our industry. And if anybody has any questions about marketing, just email it to my markw at marathonpress.net. I'll be happy to respond. Great. And I want everybody to stay tuned for my little wrap up after I have a little private goodbye with Mark. (laughs) Oh, my gosh, what a nice man he is and so much great information. Probably could sit with him for an entire day and and learn more about marketing uh, 
given his background, both his own business and then the support that he gives with the Marathon Press business. So let's see. Um, little wrap up. Oh, before we do, remember Lucy Dumas Coaching.com is where you could grab that 10 big ideas for marketing in the real world book, ebook. Or I also have a um, seven tips for marketing strategies as well. That's a little bit different at lucydumascoaching.com, or you can contact me through there if you'd like a quick 20 minute chat on anything. So let's see. The core is direct mail. It can still be really useful. It's not a magic bullet. You don't want to take a pile of money and do one mailing and hope that, you know, the phone starts ringing nonstop, like you want a strategy. It marries with other things. So it's part of a layer. And also we need to mail the same. If we're doing a campaign, it's a good idea to mail it at least three times. And he said that purchasing a mailing list, if it's very targeted, can be highly valuable. So he walked us through a direct mail campaign, which was starting with identifying the list, like who's our ideal clients and what is the list we're going to use? What are we going to offer to do some uh, tests so that we we do two different styles of offer and see which ones work the best. We want to plan way ahead, eight weeks at least. And he said we can start by doing just flat cards and we want to find out how to design it so that it will get through the mail properly. He said we also want to lower our expectations. You know, we're not, if we send out 500 cards, we're not going to get 50 leads, probably. Like it can happen. I'm all about positive thinking, but I, in the old days, I used to say about 3%. So that would be 15. And actually, 15 hot leads for me would be worth uh, sending out three mailings and all the work involved. And I think that is. The main thing I have to share that I can think of, his guidance had so many nuanced pieces to it that I think listening to it more than once would have high value. And don't forget, you can get a 16 by 20 from Marathon Preps by contacting him directly before the end of October 2022. So that is a really nice deal. Okay, that's it for now. And later, Gators. <laughs> Bye. You have been listening to The Highly Profitable Photographer with Lucy Dumas. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please rate, subscribe, review, and share. To connect one-on-one and learn more about our coaching programs, just go to lucydumascoaching.com. Until next time, go have fun photographing and selling your work.